How do you make the impossible possible? How do you tackle goals that seem impossible? When you get into the flow state, it's much easier to learn, grow, create, turn your ideas into action, and bring your dreams into reality. This is episode five: Finding and Sustaining Flow. Welcome to the Incrementalist, a productivity podcast on making big changes in small steps. My name is Diane Williams, and I'm your productivity coach and host of the show. Around February, about eighty percent of us forget about or abandon New Year's resolutions. Our big goals might now be a source of stress and fear, instead of motivation and excitement. To move in the desired direction, you need more flow in your life, says renowned psychologist. Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, an author of the book Flow, he defines flow as the optimal experience in which you're so involved in activity that nothing else seems to matter. You enjoy it for its own sake and will keep at it even with great cost. Flow is a key ingredient of a meaningful and happy life. But amped up flow doesn't lead to ongoing success. While flow is necessary for peak performance, it's not enough to sustain it. Says Stephen Kotler, he's the author of many best-selling books, including *The Art of Impossible*. He's a peak performance expert and executive director of Flow Research Collective. When you're in flow, the brain releases norepinephrine and dopamine that amp up focus, boost creativity, and increase pattern recognition to connect ideas. Besides flow, we need foundational skills like motivation, learning, creativity, and goal setting. Kotler says motivation gets you to start, learning keeps you going, creativity steers you toward your goal, and flow supercharges the results. In the art of impossible, Kotler distinguishes capital I impossible from small I impossible. Capital I impossible is doing that which has not been done before. This could be intellectual, cultural, physical, or athletic. Small I impossible is that which seems impossible for yourself, like rising out of poverty, overcoming trauma, becoming world class in your field, or getting paid for what you love to do. Capital I impossible is one small I impossible after another. Extraordinary people did not start out as extraordinary. For me, having my own successful law firm was a small I impossible. I was a managing attorney at a law firm for many years. I knew how to do the work, mentor, supervise, and train others, but I was not responsible for getting new clients. I didn't know if I could acquire my own clients to sustain my solo practice. I wasn't sure how to get from point A to point B, much less to Z, when it came to running my own business. They don't teach you these things in law school. I didn't like networking. I didn't like selling. But bit by bit, I started to achieve the goals I had set for my solo practice and exceeded my own expectations. I now have the full autonomy and financial freedom I've always wanted. I tapped into my strengths of creating content and doing great work to earn client referrals and gain new clients. Success starts with focus, where you put your attention and the action you take. You can perform an action with little attention when it is a repeated behavior. A habit allows you to perform tasks with greater efficiency and faster speed. 
You can repeat the action so you get better at it. There's not much more you can do. But focus is your big lever. In any new challenge where it's not a habit, you need focus. It improves performance, makes you more productive, and amplifies flow. As Kotler teaches, motivation gives you focus for free. He says we need to use our own innate biology to perform at our peak. Biology scales, but personality does not. Some personal development systems work for some, but not for others, depending on risk tolerance, introversion or extroversion, or other personality factors. But when it comes to biology, we're all generally the same. Let's go over motivation. Motivation gets you to start the project and begin tackling your goals. It includes external motivation, rewards outside ourselves like money and fame, and intrinsic motivation, internal rewards like joy and satisfaction from doing the thing. It also involves grit, energy to push through a difficult task. Kotler identifies five intrinsic motivators or five stages of internal motivation that will give you focus for free. They are curiosity, passion, purpose, autonomy, and mastery. You activate each in this sequence, in this order, to perform at your peak. Curiosity is a foundational human motivator. If you're curious about a subject or person, you want to learn more about them. You're immersed in the moment and you're excited to get back to them. It takes more work and effort to learn something you're not interested in. Curiosity releases neurochemicals that pique our interests and help us learn and retain information. Passion is the intersection of multiple curiosities and overlapping of a series of wins. Kotler suggests you write down 25 things you're curious about. Be as specific as possible and look for areas where three or four items of curiosity intersect. For example, I love to write. Every job or role I've excelled at involved some type of writing, whether it was telling a story, reporting facts, or making an argument. You pay lots of attention to what you're passionate about. Feel-good neurochemicals get released and we get a feedback loop. If we have one great idea, it sparks another and another. We connect the dots and see the patterns. When you're exploring and discovering your passion, do so slowly. Give yourself time to process the information and learn exponentially. Is it a phase, a passing interest, or is it deep and long-term? Passion can then turn into purpose. This is a cause that's outside ourselves, that's greater than ourselves. If there's a big problem we'd like to solve, you find a position or create a business to address it. Then you need autonomy. This is the freedom to pursue your passion and purpose and cultivate your curiosity. Finally, there's mastery. These are the skills to do the thing well or the ability to hone and develop the skills you need. When these five motivators all point in the same direction, you trigger flow and amplify learning, creativity, and productivity. Besides having the five stages of motivation, you also need to set your goals. Aim high, have impossible goals, but take small steps to reach them. Along the way, motivation runs out because not all tasks produce flow. Goals help you get back on track. Goal setting aligns your personal values with the outcome or results you'd like to achieve. You need these basic skills to sustain flow and to use flow for peak performance. 
These skills also help you overcome obstacles and adversity in the absence of flow. Kotler identifies three levels of goals to turn your dream into reality. Here's a formula for setting goals based on neuroscience. One is mission level, two is high hard level, and three is clearly daily goals. Let's review them deeper. Mission level is you defining your life's mission statement. This is your massively transformative purpose. MTP is massive, it's big and audacious, it's transformative, it changes an industry, a community, the world, and purpose-driven. It's a vision for a meaningful life. For instance, a mission-level goal is to be the greatest writer in the world. Then you set big goals that are high, hard goals. These are bigger than small or mid-level goals. They are incremental steps towards your MTP. For example, you could complete an advanced degree in your chosen field or write a book in your industry. These are one to five year goals. Then there are your clear daily goals. You write down these daily action plan, the small daily steps to reach your high hard goals. Clear goals are your daily to-dos to get you where you want to be. If you want to get a degree, you research schools and apply for admission. If you want to write a book, you start writing a thousand words per day. Once you determine your goals, you then move through the six levels of grit to keep performing at your peak. Grit is more than perseverance or endurance. It bridges the gap between your limited self and the person you want to be. Kotler describes six levels of grit. First, there is physical grit. Start small there. If you're out of shape, you don't begin with 50 push-ups a day. If you now do zero push-ups, you start with one or two a day. Build physical grit and push yourself step-by-step step consistently over the long term. Your brain will start to learn a new energy level is possible and keep meeting the next level. Second is mental grit. This is control over negative thinking, not taking things personally. Meditation, yoga, or other mindfulness practices come into play here. Third is to learn to be your best at your worst. This feels unpleasant, but it gives you a high level of confidence. It calms you down in stressful situations or in a crisis. You learn to perform even when you're not feeling your best or when the conditions are terrible. You know practice will help you get better. Four is to identify and train up your weaknesses. These will sink you in a crisis. They are not aligned with curiosity and motivation. Still, you embrace the fear and risk and you use your weaknesses to rise to the challenge. Fifth is building grit to face fear. After you've mastered the things that are not so scary, you can then tackle things that terrify you. In high school and college, I feared public speaking, but I came to realize this weakness was holding me back from doing certain things I wanted to do. I took my first class in public speaking as an undergraduate. Even though I remain introverted, I came to not be so scared of speaking up. I ended up with a minor in speech communication. The sixth level of grit is recovery. Take time off and get the necessary breaks. Celebrate the wins along the way. You need solid rest to recover enough before you move to the next goal post. Practicing gratitude, expressing appreciation, and being present are part of recovery. 
Engage in active recovery, like take a nap, drink water, walk your dog, meditate, or stretch, to shift your mindset. Watching TV and drinking beer are not enough to recover. This messes with your REM sleep. Once you have the six levels of grit, you need to keep learning. If you know how to learn, you will not hit a plateau. You'll get flow state after flow state. If you don't have learning skills, you will not be able to keep up with amplified flow. The two keys to learning are have a growth mindset and use your truth filters. With a growth mindset, you think learning is possible. Talent, aptitude, interests are just a starting point. You can train and develop them. You don't know whether you will like something or be good at it until you try it out. And you won't learn unless you try and believe you can learn. Undo, reframe, be patient, and trust the learning process, even if it's invisible. You also need to evaluate the information. Is it accurate? Is it truthful? Is it actionable? Do your fact checking and consult at least three to five reliable sources. You will not learn well on bad information. When you have trustworthy information, you have less stress, doubt, and mental overload, and more flow, focus, and growth. So, what happens when you're in the flow state? Here are nine elements. One, clear goals. This means you know the step-by-step outcomes, standards, and expectations. The rules are clear, and the goals are attainable. Make a clear goals task list for the next day. And do the hardest and most rewarding first, or when your energy and focus level is high. A second element of flow is direct and immediate feedback. You know how your actions affect performance. You can adjust and course correct your behavior. As I'm speaking, I can know immediately if I truly understand the subject. If I ramble or take a long time to make a key point, I know I have to do some editing and clarifying. The third element of flow is balance between your challenge and skills ratio. You want your goals to be just right for your skill level, not too hard and not too easy. Kotler says the sweet spot is where the challenge is four percent greater than the skill level. Not a whole lot, but just outside your comfort zone. Peak performers tend to go too big and burn out. Most times, you need to back off and go smaller. Break the challenge down into sub challenges that slightly exceed your skill set, but are not too far out to reach and not too overwhelming. Peak performers take on challenges that are thirty to fifty percent greater than their skill sets, and they usually need to go slower to go fast. In my piano practice, I'll choose a new piece that I enjoy listening to, and is challenging to learn, so I don't get bored or lose interest. I also don't pick pieces that are so difficult that I'll get anxious, stressed out, or frustrated and lose motivation. Flow occurs in the sweet spot. A fourth element of flow is loss of self-consciousness. Your ego is checked. Your action and awareness are aligned with each other. You're totally absorbed and you're not concerned with failure, and you're unaware of bodily needs. If you're in a state of flow, you might forget to get up and stretch, drink water, or break for lunch. Setting a timer to take a break is helpful here. The fifth element of flow is high concentration on a limited field of attention. You are fully present with what you're doing. You focus on the task at hand. You're not multitasking or getting distracted. If you're writing a memo or your short story, you're not checking your text messages, scanning emails, or hopping on social media. 
To maximize flow, schedule 90 to 120 minute blocks to do focus work without interruptions. You also need to get high quality sleep. Most of us need at least seven to eight hours of sleep. The sixth element of flow is you are totally absorbed in the activity. You become one with it. If you're in a state of flow when you play tennis, it's like the racket is an extension of your hand. It is effortless effort. If you want a risk-free way to get flow, engage in a hobby that interests you. The flow state you get from a fun activity will give you a reliable source of flow. It will reset your nervous system and the positive feeling will carry over possibly into the next day. Flow is a focusing skill. When you train flow in a hobby or fun activity, you train it for work or your profession. It shifts the mindset. A heightened flow state for creativity can last and spill over for a couple days. The seventh element of flow is you have a greater sense of control over your actions. You feel relaxed, calm, secure. You're not worried about the outcome or the results. An eighth element is your sense of time stops. Things seem to slow down or speed up. Your subjective experience of time is altered. If you're in a deeply engaging conversation with someone, 10 minutes might seem like an hour, or 4 hours might seem like an hour. A ninth element of flow is the activity itself is fulfilling and intrinsically rewarding. You get an immediate return on investment. Because you enjoy it, it takes less effort to perform it. You do the activity for its own sake. You don't need to have all of these elements to trigger flow, but you will experience them when you're in a state of flow. You can't live in a state of flow. It's a cycle. You will struggle at the start, stick with it and move through it, and then recover to begin the struggle again. Flow is peak performance. When you have flow, your biology is working for you and you will get farther, faster. Flow follows focus. It can only arise when you direct all your attention on one thing in the present moment. Create a flow system to have reliable and repeatable results. Through compound interest, the minutes, hours, days, months, and years of focus and effort add up to make the impossible possible. If you found this episode helpful, hit the share and subscribe buttons. If you want to help keep the show going, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or other app. If you have questions you'd like me to address on the show, or you'd like to learn more about one-on-one coaching, contact me through my website at dianewilliams.com. Thank you for tuning in, and join me again on the next episode.